while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Barrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to the show. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. I want to thank again Firefighter Anthony for joining us and giving us some helpful fire safety tips. If you missed any of that segment, if there's something you want to learn about, maybe uh, what they're doing with um, what they're doing with uh, with with um, uh, the the autism event that's on April 27th, um, that I'm definitely going to go to, uh, or um, some of the work they're doing in the community or some of the very, very helpful, informative fire safety tips that Anthony gave. Uh, you can go check out the podcast. It's already up there and or it should be up there soon. I just uploaded it and it's ready for you to check out. So we've talked about this. I've always encouraged any candidate that wants to make an announcement of their candidacy. They can do so here on South Coast tonight here with uh, with Chris and I. And so with that, we're actually going to be joined by um, a candidate that is announcing his run for uh, his run for office. So, Leo, hey Marcus, how you doing, sir? Leo, so you have an uh, so this is Leo Chaquette. Um Leo, you have an announcement to make. I do. Um, I wanted to say first of all, Marcus, you know, thank you for allowing me to have the opportunity to come on your show. Uh, I've become a, a big fan and. I listen to you guys all the time. Thank you. I'm never really able to, to come in, you know, and talk, obviously. <laughs> so this this is a great chance for me to, to finally be able to speak on air. And so I'm going to run again for Ward 1 City Council. Um, you know, I came very close last time. Uh, somewhere in, like, the low 40s votes was the difference. It was a lot, barely a percentage point difference between myself and the current councilor in Ward 1. Um, so... I'm just formally announcing that I'm going to be running again. So we're going to have a sequel. I'm um, assuming Councilor Markey takes back, takes out papers and runs again for re-election. Yeah. So, uh, just wanted to run down the item list here. So for those of you who don't know me, you know, my name's Leo Choquette, 47 years old, live at 21 Agnes Street in New Bedford in Ward 1. And I grew up in Dartmouth, but I've been a New Bedford resident since 2009. And I'm a homeowner with my wife, Bethany. Uh, lawyer by education, uh, financial planner by profession, graduated from Dartmouth High School, 1993, University of Vermont, 1998, and then, of course, you know, the UMass Law School graduated in 2013, where, uh, I don't know if I had a class with you and Hugh, but I no. definitely saw you guys a lot in the hallway. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and we probably had the same classes with different professors. and mm-hmm. So... Uh, so, again, I work as a wealth manager. I uh, work for a company called Wealth Management Resource Group in Braintree, Mass. And, again, um, I very nearly became your Ward 1 city councilor last time. Um, but I just wanted to give folks an idea of what I've been doing lately. And, you know, I really haven't stopped campaigning per se. 
Um, you know, I have a message of constituent service, and that's what I'm all about. And so, again, I, I, I want to just tell you that what I've been doing since, I've been working to establish an expansion of the North End Neighborhood Association. And, and really what that is is some of you folks may remember uh, the Bullard Street Neighborhood Association, which is run by Kenny Resendiz and Joy Trudeau. They allowed me to actually try to incorporate Ward 1 into this, you know, sphere that they have uh, where they meet with wards two and parts of wards three. So we get Councillor Maria Giesta in there and now Councillor Sean Oliver. And uh, Councillor Markey's been able to come, you know, and, and attend. And, and this gives Ward 1 residents a forum to be heard. Something that really shocked me initially when I was running last time is there really was no neighborhood association meeting up here in Ward 1. And I remember a long time ago they used to have something at Pulaski School and, and that just kind of stopped. So I felt like, you know, it, I want to get people's voices heard. And, and I think that that's done a, a, a fairly good job in, in getting more World One residents out, you know. Um, so you're also – sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was so, say, so I'm you, also on the ZBA. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. So you're on the ZBA. Um, are you able to remain on the ZBA while you're running? Uh, that I don't know. I I, I was on the ZBA last time when I ran. Oh, so sounds like um, it's not an issue then. Yeah, I mean, I was an alternate, but I was still able to serve. So, sure. um, you know, and the mayor didn't say anything to me, you know, that I couldn't serve on there. So, sure. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, our uh, what, what is what's some of the work that you're doing on the ZBA? Well, the ZBA, you know, it, it's a very what, what is the ZBA? So, for people who may not know the exactly. acronyms, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's the Zoning Board of Appeals. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, when people want to make alterations to anything in their yards or, 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 or change the zoning, um, or, you know, they have to come for either a variance or a special permit. And most recently, in most cases are pretty straightforward. You know, somebody wants to turn an attic into an apartment or, or somebody wants to widen the driveway and, the, you know, and the, and the zoning ordinances don't allow it to be a certain width and they ask for some relief. Um, but we most recently had a pretty interesting case. Um, and this is all public knowledge and public records, so I'm not spoiling anything here. The uh, Recovery Connection Centers of America. I don't know if you remember those folks. Yeah, RCA. Yep. Yeah, RCCA. Uh, they yeah. came in and they asked to uh, have a, a special permit for operating a suboxone slash methadone um, facility clinic on Union Street. Um, and, you know, we, we listened to the case, and, you know, I, I, I'm proud that I was able to listen to, you know, the, the case, and we decided to uh, not grant them a special permit uh, based upon access of ambulance and parking. And, you know, uh, as, as events would transpire, about two months later, the CEO of that company was actually arrested for running what the FBI said was one of the largest Medicare fraud scams in New England history. Right. So we, we definitely... T- he definitely dodged a bullet there, and you know I'm glad that we were able to keep you know keep those folks out for the reasons that they were defrauding not just the federal government, but they were they were defrauding patients. Um, you know. So uh, so some of the some of the other work um, that you're doing, you're in the Pace Board of Directors. Correct, correct. So uh, just to give people an idea, the Pace Board it, it's really a unique board. Um, my grandfather served on it. His name was Everett McCullough for a long time ago. He served on it when it was the on board. 
was called On Board um, back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, and then it got restructured into the Pace Board, um, you know, people acting from, for community endeavors. And um, it essentially oversees a lot of the federal monies that come in for Head Start yeah. and fuel oil assistance. And, I mean, it's just a, a very feel-good um, you know, activity, and I enjoy volunteering for it. I mean, it makes me feel like I'm giving back to the community and, you know, helping folks that are not in the best of situations at, at this time. I mean, everybody goes through tough times at one point or another in their life. So, I mean, myself included, and I'm sure you've had issues in the past, and everybody does, you know. But it's good to know that there's social programs available for people in the city of New Bedford. So uh, we're speaking with Leo Chacchetti. He's just announced that he's running for Ward 1 City Councilor. So uh, you you, um, you also have here, uh, uh, just you sent me some stuff. Uh, you're an unpaid uh, om- ombudsman, I, I sh- ombudsman yeah. of Ward 1. <laughs> Sorry, I always have a hard time pronouncing that word. Can you, uh, can you do yeah, that? So the ombudsman, it's, it's, it's kind of an inside joke, right? I mean, ombudsman is the guy that handles constituent issues and and, and it's okay. I mean, when I gave out my uh, campaign material last time, when I ran in 2021, you know, I, I again, I ran on a constituent service platform, and I gave out my phone number. And I honestly didn't think I would receive as many phone calls as I've had in the last year and a half, but, but that's fine. That's part of the, you know, that's part of what I wanted to do. So I, I've been getting phone calls from constituents in, in this ward who've just had issues uh, you know, getting answers with, with issues like such as, you know, knowing when garbage pickup days are or, or leaf pickup days, like, you know, minor things. Um, we had some issues with a soccer league over behind Campbell School that was, there was a lot of parking going on and there was a lot of trash being left around and people drinking. So that, you know, uh, we went to Parks and Rec and, you know, I just kind of got people together and, you know, and just get answers to questions. That's really all it's about, right? And that's really nothing dissimilar to what I'd be doing as a Ward 1 city councilor. So, um, so, um, uh, so what do you think the biggest issues are in the ward? So that's a great question. Uh, there's really two of them. The, the, the first one, obviously, and again, it's, my feelings is that the lack of constituent service, um, that's an important one because, again, the most important job for a ward counselor, in, in my opinion, is to have a dedicated channel to receive requests to help constituents and, you know, especially with municipal issues. And in turn, you got to have a system to return calls or emails within 24 hours, and you have to have either a solution or, or a reasonable timetable to procure a solution. And it just hasn't been going, it just hasn't been the case for many years, unfortunately. Um, what I want to do when I get elected is to have, just like I said last time, we need to have a brick and mortar office location in Ward 1 where we're going to have a consistent weekly office hour, you know, for, for walk-ins or appointments. So I'll be there at certain times of the week where it's constant, consistent, and people know how to get a hold of me and find me. Um, you know, and also have a dedicated landline that's going to be monitored daily. Uh, there's just been too many complaints that I've heard about people not getting callbacks from their counselors. And, again, every person who calls me is going to receive a response within 24 hours uh, or less. 
And I'm definitely going to also track what I do and, you know, in a professional manner and, and to work to improve my efficiency at getting back to everybody. Um, so, so that, that's, all right, go ahead, Marcus. Yeah. So Leo, just going to the issues that are on the, uh, like related to the city council. Um, there's some, there's three ballot questions that, uh, that have been talked about quite a bit. Um, sure. in, fa- in fact, I think on one of them, Councilor Markey is, is one of the few that are taking a, taking a, a righteous stand actually, um, and, and doing the right thing, which is on the CPA question. But, uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious, I'm curious, uh, how you would vote on those questions, um, uh, to whether or not you'd put them forward on the ballot, both the CPA, the rent control, and the, um, and the, the four year term. Yep. So to just, you know, to preface that, first of all, I'd say I'm not exactly thrilled. I feel like the city council, um, as much as I respect many of them, I think they're kind of punting this. To the, to the voters. I mean, I believe that the business of the people is, you know, the city government has to do the job they were elected to do, which should be determining legislation and, and, and coming up with ideas to address these three issues. Or in some instances, not even addressing two of them, in my opinion. So the mayor's term is the first one I'll jump on. And look, the voters already spoke six years ago, right? And they want the mayor to have a four-year term. Now, I understand the counter-argument, right? I understand that we have a strong mayor, weak council government, and there are people who believe that the mayor has too much power. Um, I I don't necessarily believe that. I, I believe that the mayor has done an adequate job. Uh, you know, he, he's worked and, and, and made a lot of improvements in the city, um, nobody's perfect. I mean, I, I I have issues that I would I could critique, you know, with the mayor. However, we don't have all the time in the world to go over all these little minor things that I have here. But the mayor's term should be set at four years, if for no other reason, because that's what the voters wanted. It kind of seems like we're moving backwards if we start going and 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 reevaluating, you know, voters' decisions from just as recent as six years ago, right? Right. Uh, um. Now, the, the rent control, actually the CPA question, so that, that one, um, you know, look, that's leveraged money. And it acts like a match that you would get in a 401k. So, i.e., that's, that's free money, right? Yeah. Now, yeah, there's a tax part of it that we have to pay. Um, but again, we, we get so many benefits out of it that it outweighs the $30, $40, whatever that, that we pay per year. Okay? So, my fear is that folks may see that CPA question, not have all the knowledge about it that they should, yeah. and maybe make make the wrong decision. Um, you know, so that's a question that the city council should just address themselves. That's what we're, they're elected for, right? Um, you know, we don't have a direct democracy like a town hall meeting where every single person can vote on every single issue. Right. Um, this is a representative government. The mayor even outlined that in the letter he sent to the city council. Um, so, and then finally the rent control question, that's, you know, that's a, a quite a bit more complex and I would not have, I would have voted not to include this on the voter ballot for, for that very reason. Um, you got, you got an issue that really has two sides to it and you, you need a seasoned legislature that can draft language that will protect both sides. And what I mean is, you know, first of all, 
I understand that landlords and, and in Ward One there probably are quite a few more landlords and and and, and, and property owners than there are in other wards of the city, um, just by you know the way it, it's set up. And with Ward One, we definitely have to take into account that you know a lot of the property owners they derive their income from rent. Okay, mm-hmm. so as a wealth manager. I have plenty of clients, some in the city, some that aren't in the city, uh, that have, you know, rental properties. And these rental properties, they derive several thousand dollars a month from it for their income. So right. you can't expect people to want to, you know, give that up or, or, or have caps on it. But on the other hand, there's also the other side of the issue where you have folks who also are on fixed incomes. Okay? And I, I there was a person on... One of the phone calls, Lisa White was on one of the shows this week, and she was talking. There was a gentleman who called, and he said, you know, where the hell do I get $1,500 a month from? And, and you know, you feel bad for, for someone like that who, who you know is probably elderly, definitely on a fixed income. And yeah. the problem is, from a financial standpoint, is cost of living adjustments on some of the, on some of the programs that provide the fixed income, they don't always catch up quick enough to the rise in market rates. Right. Maybe they do over time. But how do those people manage, you know, until that happens? So there are there are issues where we do have to protect some of these people and so that their rents don't get gouged. But on the other hand, you know, we can't, we absolutely cannot phrase this in a yes or no question. The issue is just far too complex to throw it at the voters like that. So we're speaking with Leo Charquette. He is announced his candidacy for Ward 1 City Council. He ran last year. Um, Leo, uh, I appreciate you making your announcement with us. Uh, again, something we encourage all candidates to do, the, both running for re-election and challenging. Um, uh, can, I, uh, can I throw my number out there again? Yeah, I yeah, I was just going to ask you to do that. I was just going to ask you to do that. So go ahead. All right, so anybody who wants to call me, I, you know, again, my goal is to hit every registered voters home in this ward i got seven months to do it um and you know i believe that i can hit the ground running with my knowledge and you know in finance and my legal background and i can work with all the city councilors and the mayor and you know give the people what they want which is results because at the end of the day this is public service not public drama and i know that you know arguments in the city council versus the mayor or the mayor's office versus city council it makes for great drama great radio but after a while, it starts to really wear on people's confidence in public government and, and city government. So, you know, I, I definitely want to focus on being the fulcrum between the mayor's office and the city council, be the person that can make compromise happen. And my name is Leo Choquette. Phone number is 508-441-7508. Um, and, again, the sign says it all. Uh, I'm ready to answer your call. 508-441-7508. Leo, uh, appreciate you joining me this evening. Thank you. Whoops, I hung up. Actually, that was Leo Charquette. Again, I appreciate any candidate, uh, both uh, incumbent or challenger, to um, make their announcement here with us on South Coast tonight. Uh, We're you know trying to be a you know Chris and I are trying to be a forum for that uh, going forward. Um, So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get the program. I got time to take a call before I hit the break. Good evening. Marks, you there? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Hey, buddy, real quick. So, you know, and I hate calling twice in the night. I know it's against okay, the rules. Okay, it's not a big deal. But, uh, yeah, exactly. It's it, it, it dep- I mean, it depends. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so real quick, so, and, um, understanding Mr. Shaquette's position. So, um, you know, he's the question that you posed were, can you be both on ZBA and then on city council? And it, it, it raises a larger question, which I think is Joe Lopes's question with WIB, uh, you know, the um, Workforce Investment Bureau. My my thing is, and, you know, Leo, I, I respect what he's saying. He asked the mayor, but I don't think the mayor holds all the answers. The question would be more to the uh, ethics board, wouldn't it, Marcus, to get an opinion? Yeah. It's actually, yes. Yeah, it's the data ethics it, board. Yeah. It would, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can ask them. They they rule on stuff like this. Yeah, sure. and and my my thing is that you know, like granted, you know, Joe Lopes getting beat in Watch Six and then going to Watch Five and run. Hey, listen, you got all the right in the world to do that, but it would be better and easier. And I'm not in Leo Chiquette's Watch One. I'm not in Joe Lopes's redistrict Watch Five. I'm on wherever he's living now. I'm not in that Watch, so I can't vote for or against. For these for these gentlemen, but it would make the for the voters that they are going to affect if there is any kind of whether it's a uh, perceived reality versus perception, they should be going and obtaining a vote or or from the ethics board that would allow them to both have this you know hundred and somewhat thousand dollar whip job that uh, he reports directly to the to the mayor. Uh, whether it's this mayor or the next mayor, I think the voters should deserve a, a uh, an opinion letter from the from that board, don't you? Yeah, I, I think if there's a conflict um, and you know that issue's brought up, then then sure, yeah, there's 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 no harm in doing it. Correct. If you're going to be forefront, yep. yeah. But that's the right place to to seek the opinion. I mean, you would know better than anybody. I agree. Thanks, Marcus Barry. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I can take one more before I go to the break. Good evening. Hello. Going once. Okay. Oh wait. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Sorry, was that was that me you were trying? That to was talk actually to? my fault. This is a new phone. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad, uh, you know, it seems like that's going to be an interesting race, and I and, and I appreciate that. Uh, it was very close uh, last election with the Ward 1. Sure. And uh, it seems as though, unfortunately, uh, the counselor that, that represents that ward now, I don't think he uh, changed too many things because throughout the past two years, there was, there's been several occasions on the city council floor where people came in to call him out and it's on public record um you know i i i, I think i i think there was one right that i remember and i remember brad actually went to talk to that woman uh right but, right there was a recent one and there was two other key i can i can pull it up i'm sure you could i'm sure you could yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, th- uh, it was like three occasions i mean if i'm wrong i'll, I'll call back in and tell you but i yeah, yeah. I, I saw three occasions uh, and there's been other times where people, you know, spoke to me off the record, but I'm not bringing that up. I'm just talking about the times that on the record at the city council, uh, several people are upset that they don't get a call back. They, 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 they call them, they text them, they message them, and, he, and they don't get a response back. Now, you know, does the gentleman have a reason for that? Maybe. I don't know. We'd have to hear that from him. But, you know, what they say about perception, and, and, and it seems like a, a theme 
with, with that gentleman. Um, you know, maybe I don't know what the case is or why it's happening, but I don't know. I'm, I'm glad just to see that people are running again and that hopefully it, it keeps uh, people, uh, you know, they tune in and... I mean, I'd like to see. I, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see most of those races contested. Just, just for. I mean, not just just for the coverage. No matter how well, or, no matter well how well or poorly someone's doing. Just, just so. I mean, one, it gives me something to talk about. Two, I think it's just good, healthy competition. You know, if you're doing yeah, a good job, good. you'll get reelected. You know, there are times that candidates that you know come from you know left field or whatever, and you know some people might think, "Hey, this guy's uh, unhinged or whatever," but they come up with some ideas and things are discussed. And sometimes change comes from that. I've seen it firsthand. And uh, it's always good to challenge people because they get on their toes. They become sharper. And they might uh, get some things done that would have took a little bit longer uh, because, you know, you go eight years without being challenged. You know, maybe you tend to get laxed. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I like, and I like, you know, I'm a political junkie, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, especially with, with the new show, I, I I appreciate that as well. So that's going to be uh, good content. Yeah, I think it's uh, going to be really good. I'm looking I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing um, who comes out and uh, what they run on. So yeah, especially the mayor race. I know a lot of people. Uh, you know, I believe that you should come out. You know, running. You know, but in New Bedford, you tend to either someone has to step down or die uh, before <laughs> yeah. they run. So yeah. uh, you know, I'm I'm interested to see. On the mayor race, that's that's that that's got me uh, chomping at the bit, you know. So anyway, nice talking to you. Absolutely, thanks, Carlos. Appreciate it. So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You know, listen, I, I I like Brad a lot. Um, I think he's a great guy. Uh, you know, uh, Leo's. I, I you know I went to law school with Leo. I know Leo well too, and I think he's a great guy too. So I think um, it'll be a really uh, it'll be a really interesting race. Um, uh, it was last time and it will be again. So, um, you know, again, if you're running for office, whether you're an incumbent or a challenger, you can always welcome to, to, to make your, uh, candidacy known here. All right, I gotta take a break. I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Good evening, Marcus. How's it going? Oh, it's going. I got to talk to a uh, council Morad this morning on the, uh, storage. I heard. Oh, you heard. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I guess it seems that, uh, I, I wouldn't hold it to it, but she said that the uh, sewage rates and water rates will double next year. You know, and uh, that's, yes. that's disappointing. She said it and then she laughed, didn't she? Well, no, she, I, I didn't notice she, that. She, she like, oh, she, you asked, like, how high is it going to be? She's like, higher, and then she laughed. Yeah, well, I remember yeah, that. I said, well, she thought it was triple, funny. Double, triple, whatever. Uh, again, I'm not trying to, you know, take any sides on this. I'm trying to be even-handed. And, uh, it's I, very I, noble of you. I, well, I, I have no other <laughs> choice. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just a, a, mem- a member of the peanut gallery, as they would say. Uh, so I can only go, you know, with uh, outstretched hands and uh, beg for uh, some help here. Uh, again, I'm a, an older person on fixed income. Uh, my days of working uh, uh, jobs because of health and stuff like that, part-time jobs are over. And uh, I just hope that there's by some miracle something could be done uh to get some aid on that so it doesn't double and uh, i realize that they have to do something about it i i, I think the penalty is if they don't do anything about it, for fifty thousand dollar a day fine i guess uh, am i right am i wrong yeah it's something like that yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, I i would hope since i you know Bedford is a poor community uh that something between the council and the mayor could be done to try to uh 
you know, uh, you know, make these uh, rates come down because uh, you can't get water out of a rock, so to speak, in a storage problem. Sure. And uh, you know, so um, again, uh, with uh, with outstretched hands, uh, begging for some relief there. I know she tried to put the thing back in the mayor's uh, court. By saying maybe some of the opera funds could be used, the, the, but the, I don't know. The only, the only person she threw under the bus more than John Mitchell were her colleagues, actually. Um, it's actually pretty it's pretty incredible. I don't know how Brad Markey and Naomi Carney don't call her after that segment and scream at her for what for what she did. Why you uh, think she threw her colleagues under the 100%. bus? hundred percent. I mean, she talked. they talked about the, the, the pay raises. The pay raises that she put forward, by the way, the $50,000 pay raises that she herself put forward and advocated for. Mm-hmm. She then talked about the Markey Amendment and the Carney Amendments as if that was like something that was colloquial, mm-hmm. right? Like it was very, I mean, it, it was it was really, it was it was actually some pretty pitiful leadership, uh, honestly, to, to throw your colleagues under the bus like that on an issue that you're you're taking the heat on. I I don't know. I mean, I, I like I like Brad and Naomi quite a bit, and I I have a lot of respect for them. Um, but she doesn't share that same respect because she just completely threw them under the bus. It was it was well, really disgusting. I, I'm just trying to get somebody to work together and work and play well together, like on every report card like I said the other yeah. day, and hopefully that the council. Uh, could come up with something. Uh, the grant process seems to be uh, very involved. When I had to talk to the mayor about it the day before, uh, it doesn't seem to be, you know, a very simple process uh, that they have to go through. Uh, yeah, it's hard for me to understand because I'm not involved with that, but uh, it seems to be that it's complex uh, how they have to apply for this stuff. And uh, But hopefully uh, they could work and play well together and maybe get some sort of relief uh, for, you know, the uh, taxpayer who, again, you know, if you're working and you've got a fairly decent job, you can keep up with these things. Uh, but if you've gone into retirement and you're not working, okay, uh, and you're incapable of uh, doing anything part-time as you might have done before, you know, it's tough to keep up with this stuff. And I, I know even talking about the CPA, uh, you know, for you guys, well, it's only 40 or $38 or whatever, yeah, but for someone who's not, you know, in the midst of their careers and having a good job, yeah, when you look at thirty or forty, thirty-eight or forty dollars, yeah, that is a, a pittance. But again, for someone who's just trying to get by in the later, later, for day, someone who's trying to get by, it's still going to do nothing for you, and you, your taxes may go up because yes. there'd be more you have to pay yeah, for. Exactly, I mean. but I, but I'm saying it, it's all based upon, you know, if I was still working, yeah, no problem. But I. I uh, that's not the case, and I imagine there's others in, in my in my uh, you know same category. So I would hope they would have mercy on us and uh, try to do something about that. Because what's going to happen if she's correct and it does double? Well, how about the next year? Is it going to double again? Are we going to go from thirty to say say my bill is thirty bucks, thirty to sixty to one twenty to uh, uh, two forty? Uh, when, when when does this stop? You know, right. uh, and. Uh, I, I, I just think that whether there was, I, I know she mentioned the COVID and everything, uh, but yet when you're the captain of a ship and there's a storm, you still got to remain the captain and do yeah. something, you know, to try to, uh, you know, deal with the storm. And that, that goes for both, uh, you know, the, the, the city councilors and the mayor as well. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be even-handed here. I'm not trying to, you know, take a side. And you know, But I, it, it would seem, though, that the, 
um, the grant would have to originate with the council, and then the mayor would have to sign for it and to get it going and stuff like that. Yeah. I just hope they can do something to try to alleviate that, because uh, to double, uh, but like I said, since my bill might be thirty bucks, let's just say now that's sixty yeah. bucks, and for someone on a fixed income, that's uh, you know. No, they they have to do something about it. Yeah. Well, again, they don't have to. Uh, it seems like it could be a dead issue if uh, there's nothing else they can do to apply for things. I would hope the other councillors would, you know, uh, try to see if they can get uh, Council Morad to uh, do something to get this uh, thing going so that uh, it's not as much of a, a bite, you know, that sort of stuff. And then hopefully the mayor would sign whatever he has to sign and right. can all work and play well together and, uh, you know, give the uh, the, the citizens some relief, you know. Uh, yeah. Again... I'd like your town, Marcus, over there. I wish they'd take a little, uh, what you call it, from where they tighten their belts and they sharpen their pencils. And I, I just don't see that out of either branch of government. It's just tax and spend, tax and spend, tax and spend, tax and spend, you know. Right. And I wish they could take, you know, try to say, well, where can we do a, I don't know, a 10% cut in each department? Well, we got to tax and spend now, <laughs> actually. So. Well, uh, again, you go to town, uh, a town meeting, though, and... Uh, I often thought of a fair haven like New Bedford, where we have uh, uh, ward councils like we could have the center and then uh, the neck, okay, and East Fairhaven and North Fairhaven, and you have four. Uh, I would like that. <laughs> I honestly would. I would. I would like that. I would like a. I would like a priest, like a precinct, like a, a town council by precinct. I think that's. I think that's a cool idea. Well, I know uh, you're a liberal. I, I don't know if the right of your. I mean, I, the, and the, that's not to say I don't like the select board. I, I like the. I like the members of the select board. I, I, I like them yeah, fine. I just. I just kind of like that idea of government. Yeah, um, but, but again, uh, you have. You'd have also five at large councils, so you'd have a. A council of nine, you know, yeah. and the mayor, and you know, I don't think really uh, the Fairhaven people would really. I know you would want that, but I don't think I'd run. <laughs> I'd run. I'd run. I'd well, win. You wouldn't have a town meeting then. You know, that's the most direct form that's of democracy fine. you can have. That's you know? totally fine. I don't like town meeting. <laughs> well, see, here's my I don't feeling. like it. You know, Republican form of government. I can see it on the state level and on the national level. But hey, this is local. And there's yeah. nothing like getting, you know, people, uh, you know, together and have that old uh, town meeting sort of thing where you can, you know, express your opinion, stand up in a meeting if you have the uh, intestinal fortitude to do so and uh, and put it all on the line. So yeah. that's the most direct form. And I think on a local level, I would disagree with you and, uh, and uh, my friend uh, Chris McCarthy that you have to have a Republican form, you know, that sort of stuff. I, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Very I always much. enjoy talking to you, Marcus. Uh, you know, and uh, take care. And I was glad that you uh, talk, uh, brought a new uh, candidate on. Maybe we'll get people to vote in the city, and then we'll make the city more important for everyone. We'll, we'll find out. Yes, We're we doing will. our best here. Yes, we, I know you are. I know you are. And Chris, too. Okay. All right. Have a good day. So, town meeting. Um, there's two forms of town meeting. There's representative town meeting, which is uh, you elect people. That's Fairhaven. Fairhaven's representative town meeting. But 
Fairhaven has so many spots open that you can, I believe, just go to the town clerk's office and, and register to, to be a representative town meeting. But there's also open town meeting, which is like literally anybody who's a registered voter in town shows up, can show up and vote for something. And uh, that, I think, is a little bit like if you're a representative town meeting, even if it's even if it's in a town like Fairhaven where there's a lot of vacancies, and you can just kind of sign up and become a town meeting member. That still re- requires a lot like more level of engagement than uh, than open town meeting where people can just show up and do that. Actually, I learned uh, I was listening to another uh, I mean, I was listening to another radio station, actually, <laughs> not not the radio station, but the podcast for the radio station. Um, uh, cause I only listen to WBSM, but I was listening to a podcast, um, for, uh, another station. They were talking about how Falmouth was an open town. Falmouth became the first representative town meeting in the entire Commonwealth because they were an open town meeting at one point. And what happened was, uh, they, there was a guy who wanted to build a warehouse for his, like, uh, some sort of, uh, cold storage, right? Uh, this was back in like the 1920s, 30s. And so it was an open town meeting. And so he just had all of his employees just show up to town meeting, vote for, vote to approve that to over, uh, to override the zoning laws. And then they all left immediately after and they didn't have a quorum. So that's when they started switching to, switching to town meeting in, um, that's why they started switching to representative town meeting. Falmouth, I think, was the first one that was representative town meeting. And I think, I don't know of any open town meeting towns on the South Coast. I think it's mostly representative town meeting. So 508-996-0500, fun little history lesson for you. you got to take a break. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. WBSM isn't just a broadcast. It's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Yeah, I heard the... um I heard the, the segment with uh, Council President Morad. I mean, you know, didn't expect her to get tripped up on any of the questions. She's a smart person, but I did really find that pretty awful how she was like the Markey Amendment and the Carney Amendment and the Markey Amendment and the Carney Amendment when she was talking about the pay raises that she put forward. I mean, it was just very, it was just a very obvious instance of trying to uh, trying to associate your colleague's name with something that you did, uh, you know, something that you led the charge on, or just trying to. You know, it just completely threw them under the bus. It was very, very obvious. I don't know, you know, why. I don't know if anybody else picked up on it. I know other people did. I, I definitely did. It was. I, I just think that's bad leadership, honestly, to 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 do that to your colleagues. Um, again, I, I just, it, it's not, it's not right to do that. It's bad leadership. You're supposed to be the leader. Uh, you know, they voted. They entrusted you with their vote. Right. They entrusted you with their vote um, to lead the body. And what you do is you go on the air and the moment you get any heat in your direction, you just throw them under the bus. I mean, you know, I, that's I don't know how you give confidence in a leader like that going forward. Frankly, it's it's really it's really pitiful stuff. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Ward 3 City Councilor Sean Oliver told, uh, telling me that uh, Somerset is still open town meeting, so it's good to know. Um, so that means that anybody who's a registered voter can show up. So 
uh, versus representative, which is Fairhaven's representative, Dartmouth's representative. It's a little bit better in some towns. Like I, I think towns in the Cape and e- there's some, well, there's some towns in the Cape that are open town meeting. I think Somerset is one of the, I uh, know Somerset sandwich on the Cape because Somerset's open town meeting over here. Sandwich on the Cape is open town meeting as well. Um, but, um, there are some other like city, you know, cities and, or not cities, but, towns in the um in the commonwealth that that have a bit are a bit more competitive with their represent uh, representative town meeting like people have to run formal elections for them and stuff here you can more or less you know have someone write their name in the ballot and if they're from the same precinct then you know you 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 get on but there's some where you really have to run for town meeting right run for that election get elected and and then vote there's some that are a bit more competitive than uh a bit more uh competitive um than uh than others but um yeah i, I kind of like it honestly kind of like a town council type of like a town council manager type of government barnstable has that but it's uh, partly because barnstable is a city basically um and so they they changed their charter i think in the 90s i want to say because they were i they were town meeting they were a select board um, but they changed, they, they got a little bit too big. So they're, they're town council manager, uh, type of government, um, over there in Barnstable. So I kind of like it. I, I, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Um, but it's not going to happen. So, so we're, we're just kind of, just kind of got what we got, I think, right now. So 508-996-0500, we're kind of running out of time here so tell you what you can call me monday because i'm i'm out i'm off tomorrow so is chris uh so no south coast tonight tomorrow um enjoy your easter weekend and uh, i'll be back monday um chris and i and we have a great uh great program planned for uh for you guys on monday so a long weekend for us again have a great uh easter sunday and um I'll see you, uh, I'll see you, I'll see you on Monday. See you on Monday. All right. Bye. See ya. Later. Adios.